ready for the interview And if you get a cue live on the laptop Watch what I'm gonna do Welcome to the show Let them know we got a point of view Hey, yo, let's have a combo. Say what you feel, be real That's the motto Real talk, pronto Doctor D, PhD, hit the intro Hold up, wait Gotta be social Network global A home for the locals Gotta be social Network global A home for the locals Okay, back with Katie Brinkley on all things social media. Katie, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Awesome. I see you're in an office. You're in an office there. I am. So I have a co-working space. Um, Beautiful. I I worked out of my basement. I had a basement office uh, for for years, and then COVID happened, and I actually moved out of the house because yeah. my husband moved in, and so. Um, the two of us sharing one desk didn't work because he <laughs> has like two monitors and I do a lot of podcasting and, and calls. And so it just didn't work. So I have, I have an, a co-working space here in, in downtown Littleton. It looks nice. It looks really nice. It's, it really, you know, it's nice to get out of the house, <laughs> even though I'm like in a fishbowl here, it's, yeah. it's really nice to get out and feel like I'm going to work. I can't get distracted by laundry or, uh, you know, mail, the mailman being there or any yeah. other chores. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm kind of the same way. I have like, I'm always in this, um, it's this little studio that's kind of an offshoot from my garage so it's like separated from my house so it's like a nice space where I'm not like you know dealing with the normal home stuff <laughs> you know mm-hmm. exactly exactly you need your own space in life I'm, I'm a big proponent of that people <laughs> <laughs> so tell me what you've been up to social media wise I know last time we talked it was kind of the jump off of clubhouse and the whole thing where is that going and what has popped up on the horizon since then. Yeah, last time I was I joined you on the show, we talked about this new thing called Clubhouse mm-hmm. and to be completely transparent with you, it completely transformed my business. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it's been so long since I've been able to join you again for another social media episode because it's it was a new platform and I joined it and I did what I what I kind of always do. I figured out the best way to optimize my time on it. Mm-hmm. And so when I did that, things kind of exploded for me. And, and it's it just kind of showed me the power of audio, and especially social audio. It's something that I don't think any of us really realized that how much we we wanted it or needed it or how powerful it could be until it was there. And, you know, there, like I said, Clubhouse is, is still around, um, but it's, I do think that it's kind of died off a little bit. People mm. aren't spending 14 hour days on it anymore, <laughs> but when they are on it, they're maximizing every single minute um, mm-hmm. because otherwise, you know, social audio burnout really does happen. I can't, you know, imagine listening to podcasts for four out, 14 hours a day. Um, <laughs> No. So I think that uh, once people decided to be a little bit more strategic with their time on it, it's, it's been, uh, it's still just as powerful, but you don't see quite as many people on the app um, that there were before. There's still like those 500 and 600 people rooms, but there were some rooms that were at like 6,000 yeah. um, when things were back in like the heyday of, of Clubhouse. <laughs> The heyday. It's so funny. We would say heyday on most things and be like years ago. It's like a month's cycle, like several months cycle is the heyday or something, you know? 
I know exactly. That's the world we live in now. I mean, like, what is it that with with video and everything? It used to be that you had fifteen seconds to get someone's attention. Then it was six seconds, and now I think it's three. So, oh it's, I mean, our attention spans like entertain me now. Okay, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> it's not interesting in two seconds. I'm gone. <laughs> like- yeah. <laughs> Wow. I think there's been other offshoots of kind of uh, Clubhouse, right? I saw Green something. Is this Spotify's deal? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's that's one of the things like with Clubhouse, we all saw like we I think it opened up the world to what what podcasts are and how Mm -hmm. much fun they can be. Um, And so that podcasting has been around for years, but not everyone has been able to get the equipment or, you know, do the RSS feed and all of that stuff that comes along with it. And so with these different social audio platforms that have started to emerge, they've embraced it. And so there's Clubhouse, which is kind of the OG of of social audio, but (laughs) I know been around for a whole you know, year, yes. you know, so, <laughs> um, but then there's also Fireside, which is owned by Mark Cuban. Okay. That is one that definitely kind of check out. Um, it's, it's much smaller rooms, but they have video uh, kind of sessions like this. And uh, you can also record, record for the playing for later if you want to. So it's not that same kind of FOMO uh, that Clubhouse offers yeah. where it's, it's live. And if you're not there and then you miss it, then it's done, you know? Um, so fireside is a great one. There's also green room from Spotify and green room was called, um, locker room. And it was mostly for sports podcasters. And it was still the same kind of social audio platform where people could get together and, um, have those live conversations. But when they made the switch from locker room to green room and everything kind of exploded um, because there was a new platform uh, to to check out and it definitely is um, very similar to clubhouse as far as bringing people up to the stage um, or you know stage like so you can speak but there's only one moderator so only Mm -hmm. one person can bring people up and down there anyone can talk you can't mute someone else's microphone like you can on clubhouse so there's a lot of differences even though it is pretty similar but the biggest thing with green room is that you it's very easy to record the sessions so if we wanted to do this this recording that we're doing right now in green room um, and just have people come and listen and if they come and listen great and if they don't no worries we're going to use this for your podcast anyways you could do that and then I do think that they're they're probably going to plan on using some of those creators who are, you know, using creating rooms on a regular basis. I do have have a feeling that they are going to use their episodes and promote them out because I mean, if you remember, Spotify uh, owns owns Anchor, and, yep. and so I mean, they've already have their hand in the podcast world. So I definitely can see them uh, giving a boost to their creators on Green Room and maybe pushing out their content to like as suggested content for free. So you can get a bigger reach. I mean, that's just my kind of crystal ball that I'm yeah. kind of looking at with it, but 
it's definitely, I think, more podcast creator driven as opposed mm-hmm. to Clubhouse, which is more conversation driven. I think that Clubhouse is still all about the conversations. How many people, uh, different perspectives can you have join in on a discussion to hear you know, different people's perspectives? And I think that Green Room is, is definitely set up more as the one-on-one conversation or solo podcast or sort of platform. And then if you want to bring people up to the stage, you can have them. interact with you. Right, right. Now talk a little bit about, you said the recording aspect of it. Is this a recording that's done either on laptop or is it, can it be done on mobile phone? What's, what's the options there? It's, it's for, for the last time that I was on green room, it was still all just on your phone. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there are third-party apps that are being created every day. Um, I know that even clubhouse, there's a third-party app that you can download to use Clubhouse on your computer. It's not affiliated with Clubhouse, mm-hmm. but there it, there it is around. So if people want to use Clubhouse from their desktop, they can. So I know that there's new uh, third-party apps coming out every day for people to use so that they can um, record and get the better sound quality. I mean, you now we got our microphones and everything here. Yeah. And yeah. if we could use those, you know, and set them up to our computer and stuff, it would really make a difference as opposed yeah. to trying to plug them into our phones. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely use Green Room for doing like a solo cast, um, you know, type of thing if it was available like on laptop, because that's how I plug in my, you know, phone, my um, microphone into that. And it always sounds way better, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I mean, I know that there's uh, like dongles and cords that you can get to plug your microphone into your phone, but like from like, if you have a roadcaster and then like, you know, so there's, but you just need a lot more equipment. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Interesting. So have you tried all of these, obviously clubhouse, but have you done green room and fireside as well? I've done racket and I've also done Twitter spaces. (laughs) Slack has a social audio face. I know Facebook has a social audio. I mean, so the big story, yes, I've tried them all and they're, and I do think that they all will have their own space. I mean, when, when my space was around, you know, and Facebook came out, they were both very, they're saying the same, but different. My space was for bands. Facebook was for college students, you know, and then Twitter came out, but anyone could be on it, but it was just, you know, a short little sentence that you could say. You know, and, and I mean, like, as all these new social platforms come out, they still, the ones that are around have found their spot in the market, you know, and, and I think that that's where you have to keep in mind that they're all different for a reason. You can't utilize them all the same. Um, that's, you know, you and I have had conversations on this in the past yeah. about how just you have to focus in on where your target audience is and craft, craft the content for that audience there. You can't just post the same thing on every single social media platform. And I think yeah. it's the same with social audio there's a spot and a place for all of these social audio platforms. You're going to find where you fit in and where you gravitate to the most. And, and if you're not using some sort of these platforms, whether it's you know Clubhouse, Green Room, or Twitter Spaces, or just pot, you know, old-fashioned podcasting, <laughs> the, the, the thing about it is you ha- that there is something about the power of voice yes. and being able to hear someone's speak and communicate with them, it, it makes business happen and it makes connections happen at lightning speed. So I think that if you don't have some sort of strategy with that has audio in it, 
it's time to start thinking about it. Yeah, definitely. It, how do you see kind of the evolution of, let's say your, it sounds, again, this is so funny. We're talking about like OGs and all these originals and stuff, but like stuff like Facebook and Twitter, you know, um, how have they transformed in the past year to make, to evolve with the times that we're living in? Well, I think that, you know, we've talked, again, we've talked about this in the past, but the importance of Facebook groups and mm -hmm. it, the, I, I don't want to say that Facebook business pages are, are dead because they're not, but, but the reach for them is, is down. It's not mm -hmm. like it is with other aspects of Facebook. Um, so I think that should you not spend money on Facebook? Should you not have a strategy for Facebook? No, you still, should. I mean, it's the biggest and there's, you know, the most people in the world are on that social media platform. So I think that you still need to have Facebook as part of your strategy, but I personally think that the best spot for organic growth is Instagram because it's mm. one of the places where you can show up and, um, outside of TikTok. I, I think that Instagram and TikTok are the best spots for organic growth right now. Um, mm -hmm. LinkedIn is, is still great. Twitter is still, you know, Twitter. But <laughs> if you're looking for places to gain new customers and new clients and um, really kind of just grow the community around your business, it's, it's on those two platforms. And it's, I think that if, if video is not your thing, um, it's kind of time to get over the fact that video <laughs> is not your thing. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. It, and, and that's what, you know, the, the, the CEO of uh, Instagram came out and said, like, that we're, they're not just a square photo app anymore. Yeah. I think that the entire um, Instagram world freaked out and was like, oh my gosh, you know, what does this mean now? I don't want to be on TikTok. And I think that people kind of took it as like video you know, pictures are going away. And I don't think that pictures will ever go away on Instagram, but I do think that we will see more, uh, more videos just showing up in our feed from people that we might not follow or things that we might be like, wait, why is this even showing up in my feed? But yeah. it's for that, again, organic reach. And if you, if you want to really kind of embrace growing without spending a ton of ad dollars, Instagram is a great place to spend your time. Talk a little bit about that. You just mentioned ad dollars. I think there's probably a lot of people who would love to have some guidance on, you know, what is the benefits of actually buying ads for growth for social media? Okay. So I think that that's one of the biggest things that people, uh, misconceptions that people have is that they need to have a ton of followers. Mm -hmm. um, so let's just buy them. And that is, I mean, it's not going to really do anything except for hurt you in the long run. Um, mm. And I think that it's, it's great for awareness campaigns. Um, so I typically, like if someone comes to me and says, Katie, you know, I want to start running Facebook and Instagram ads. I start, you know, all the way back with like, okay, let's get in front of people that have no idea who you are and just make them aware of you. And then after that, then we move them down the funnel so that they've, because if you just show up and start trying to do, to pitch to them, to give them a, a conversion campaign, getting them to opt into your email list or whatever, no one's going to do it because they don't know who you are. So you have to warm people up to who you are and, and how, and, and what it is that you do and who you serve. So I always like to start with an awareness campaign. And, and again, going back to our previous episodes here, 
engagement is everything. And mm -hmm. I, I think that that's really how you are going to grow your, your accounts is by engaging with where your target audience is hanging out, because you can go out and, and buy a ton of followers. You can pay for, do a like campaign, but those people aren't going to actually engage with your mm -hmm. post because they might've seen your ad and hit, okay, I'll like that page, but then they're not really going to do anything after that because they don't know that much about you. So it does take some time. It does take some growth in order to get a lot of these, you know, accounts up and running, but don't worry about the, the follows, the likes, focus on the people that you have there and just continue showing up for them because they're going to be the ones to engage. And when they engage and like your post and comment on it, it's going to help you show up in the explore feed to get in front of more people that are your ideal client. Yeah, most definitely. And you know, one of the things I've, you know, have learned, especially I've done so many podcasts, like 350 something now is, you know, each one of those people that are on, they're a part of your engagement team, really. I mean, you're, you're doing an episode, you tag them in, you know, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever it is, that becomes another marketing effort for you, bringing in those folks. They're listening to people that listen to you. And all of a sudden, sudden they discover your podcast through that in that way. So it's a kind of a two for one in many ways when you're, when you're doing it like that. Absolutely. And I think that that is, it, it's exactly what you need to do, especially, you know, when you have a podcast um, or if you are co-collaborating with someone, tagging and sharing your audiences is everything mm -hmm. um, because it's, it, it, you, you both win um, because yeah. when you, when you do that and it just really helps you expand your reach when, when you guys, tag each other and you support each other. I mean, it's, it really, it goes back to one of like the most basic things of social media. It's, it's, it's called social media to be social. <laughs> and if you, if you aren't tagging someone, if you're not um, commenting on other people's posts, then you're, you know, you're really talking to no one and yeah. you can't expect to see results when you're not talking to anyone. Most definitely. Definitely. Now you, you talked about the social audio is there a time, maybe this is off the wall, but can you see a time where people are just recording? Let's say like a recording like this. And then there's, let's say a platform like Green Room or something and just say, hey, just go in and listen to this podcast. You don't actually have to like have a mediator up there. Maybe just people come into a room and just listen to a recording of something. Maybe that defeats the purpose, but I just wonder where social audio continues to go in that, in that sense. Yeah. So, um, you know, like I said before with Fireside, it's, it is kind of like that you, you record it live and then you can set it so that it still lives there. So if someone missed it, they can yeah. click, you know, click the link and go and listen to it. But as regards to like us doing this right here, and then you going on to clubhouse and hitting play, people do that. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely think that, you know, I, I see it with, uh, there's a couple of rooms I see where they will take like the greatest hits of Oprah and they'll take like yeah. one of her podcast episodes and they'll just play it and everyone will just be in there listening. And I, I see why they're doing it. It, it is, you know, cause it's a great episode, but at the same time, I don't feel like that's what these platforms were designed to do. Yeah. I do think that they were created for conversation um, and for getting, you know, getting new perspectives and, I mean, I will host a number of rooms by myself 
but I always open up the floor for questions or for conversation um, at the end, because that's, that's the whole purpose. Otherwise, yeah. why, why not just record a podcast? Right. Yeah. I'm just curious because, you know, things always start out one way and then people morph them into other things. It's just like you said with Facebook. I remember when it was literally just for college students, but then it became something else. And that's why I always wonder, like, one thing always becomes something else. If Clubhouse starts this way, Green Room starts this way, people kind of almost determine where it goes on some level, you know? Yeah, and I think that, um, it's a funny story, when Green Room did open up, um, uh, there was a ton of Clubhouse people that jumped over there and were mm -hmm. hosting rooms and they were hosting on both platforms and at, at the same time. And there was, it was just a mess, honestly, because mm. there's only one moderator, remember, on Green Room. And so one person's trying to bring people up and down and make sure other people aren't talking over each other. And then there were these gems that people were giving out gems. Like, and it, mm -hmm. ideally, I guess, like the idea behind the gems was when like people were on stage speaking, if you were in the audience, you could give a gem whenever they made a good point. Yeah. But then all the clubhouse people came in and were like, I don't understand what these gems are. So I'm just going to give gems to everybody. <laughs> who, who gets the most gems like a game. And yeah. it, it just got out of control really fast. Um, and like you said, it, but it was interesting because there was, um, I went into a room with like a, a green room OG, somebody that was on green room back from when it was called the, the locker room. Mm -hmm. And he was explaining like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, it, it wasn't really designed to have giant stages. It was designed more for like those small intimate conversations where you got to hear, you know, four sports writers um, having a conversation. Like if you were sitting in the, at the bar next to them, right, and you right. could just overhear their conversation. That's how Green Room was kind of designed. Whereas Clubhouse was designed for those large conversations to happen. Um, and so there, he was saying that, you know, like, yeah, the gym situation got out of control, the stage situation got out of control, and things were just going all out of control for the first uh, two weeks that it, that it had opened. And um, I think that it's definitely probably gone back to more of its old ways um, yeah. since, since uh, a lot of, I've seen a lot of the clubhouse people just back on one platform, so... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, it's hard to be on a lot of things. As you know, it can consume a lot of time if you don't have a strategy. Exactly. Maximize it. Have you seen, I wanted to get your opinion on this, uh, you know, speaking of social audio, I mean, Apple's been pretty busy, I think, doing a lot of different things. One of those things in between the time we last spoke was creating a subscription service for podcasts. What are your thoughts about that? You know, this is a great question. And I, I get it because it's it's designed to help the everything and that's the, the biggest trend of 2021 that we've seen so far is the push towards creators and supporting mm -hmm. creators. I mean, whether again, podcast, uh, Apple subscriptions, Clubhouse, you have the give money tool. Uh, Instagram has moved more towards creators where you, you can give creators money. I mean, like everything is going creator focus and mm -hmm. It makes sense because, you know, if you have people consuming all this content on their phone, um, what's the difference between that and then watching TV? People might not want to buy TV anymore or go to the movies anymore if they can just watch some of their favorite creators doing it for free. And yeah. that's where they're trying to support those creators because the more time people are creating, 
and people are watching, then the more data and the more time people are spending on their apps. And that's yeah. the biggest goal is to stay on the app as long as possible. <laughs> is there a conflict with that on some level? I mean, staying on something for a super long time and managing that with your life, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's, well, that's, and that's one of the things I try to, to help my clients with is learning how they can be, you know, not everybody wants to do social media for their job, like, like yeah. me. Um, they, they have other businesses that they, that they run. And that, that's the whole reason why they've started their business is not to be on social media all right. day. And so I think that that is one of the biggest things is how can you still have an impact and how can you still grow without spending all day on these platforms. And that's, that's what I try to teach. And it, it all starts with, again, engaging with other accounts, with, you know, sending comments, liking other yeah. people's posts. And that's, that's where, I mean, you can go with only like two or three posts a week, but if you're engaging strategically, you're still going to see the growth and you're still going to see the sales happen because you're being smart with your time. Yeah. And it seems like that the engagement part is really like, I think people get lost in the posting aspect and then don't spend time actually yeah. making comments about other things. And like you would, you know, talking to people essentially. Yeah. Well, and that's, and it's so true. I mean, like, I think that that's where, okay, I, I crafted this post and I made sure that I used hashtags and I made it engaging done. And then they walk away from it for four days. Yeah. But really that the true magic happens after you hit post, when you spend that next 10 minutes engaging with your, with your feed and engaging with those hashtags that you're, that you're using. And that's really when you'll see the needle start to move. Yeah. I mean, that's such a good point. And I think in our society, it's, we sometimes we lose sight often of the larger goal and many things in life. And I think this it's because the data is coming so quickly and the changes are happening so quickly we forget what these things are were actually intended for, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's one of the things where social media allows us to connect with people far and wide that you never would even in a million years have the opportunity to meet, but you know, that's, that's up to you. Yeah. Um, if you actually want to make those connections happen, I mean, anyone can create a post, anyone can post a picture, Anyone could share some uh, a pretty graphic, but it's it's really the connections that you're making in the comments and over in the direct messages where where the magic happens. Most definitely. Now, we're, I want to touch on a topic of kind of what we're doing, kind of this video conferencing or video based, you know, social audio and video. Where do you see that going? Because obviously, as you talk about video is important. But more people than ever, I think, have actually used things like Zoom or Restream and things of that in the past year because they've had to. How has that accelerated this, this medium for people? Well, I think that, you know, by using Zoom and, and, and having these video conferencing tools, it's, it's really opened up the eyes for a lot of people as to the possibilities from working from anywhere. And I know that, you know, my, my husband, perfect example, his office was absolutely no working from home. Nope. If you're at home, yeah. then you're sick or it's a day off. Um, so it, it, right. it absolutely changed the way they thought because now they have the opportunity to uh, work remotely 
or where they could have a hybrid or they can be in full time. So they were given those three options and the majority of the workplace took the hybrid option. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I still kind of want to go in and see people, but I do want to work from home mostly. And, and the video conferencing changed everything. Like I've been using Zoom for years yeah. um, because <laughs> it's, I, I do think that there's a, a power uh, behind seeing the person you're talking to, whether it's for a podcast or if it's for a sales call. If yeah. you can see someone when you're on a Zoom with them, you'll have the opportunity to well, one, connect deeper. And two, you can kind of read their body languages. So is this someone and read their energy? Is this someone that I want to work with? Or is this someone that I would, that wants to work with me? And yeah. it helps things move along a whole lot faster. So I think that the video conferencing thing, I think it's here absolutely to stay and it's going to continue to change the way that we, we communicate with, with our with people around the world. Most definitely. Do you see that What's the development side maybe of social media and the integration of like virtual reality or augmented reality? Is that something that we're moving towards, you feel? You know, I think it would be naive of me to say no. Because um, mm. I mean, you, you know, Mark Zuckerberg's got his own, he has a whole division over at Facebook <laughs> working on this, you know. Some uh, metaverse or something like that or yeah, yeah and you know i think that they own i b- believe that they own the oculus vr yeah uh, line and so i mean like there's a reason for it hmm. i mean to believe that that sort of um world could be existing in my lifetime um but i think that it's it's in the works and you know who, who knows what the next steps will be? I mean, look at what's happened just in the past decade yeah. with, with the internet and, and the past year with, the, with online uh, sales and online shopping. So that's, I think that it's, you know, if, if you think that this is, you know, if this is it, then you're going to fall behind. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about, actually, I just did a big presentation on fitness and technology and gave a real big history of both. And uh, I mean, I'm 43. I remember when the internet was created, its modern version. And I know, me it too. It was like not that long ago, literally. And like, you remember going in chat, I remember going in chat rooms back. Okay, a lot yes. of people may not remember this, but there were chat rooms. You go and you type and we had different like code, you know, names and stuff. And I'm like, man, look how quickly that changed to where we are now. I mean, can't, what's the next frontier? I always think mm-hmm. like, like streaming and stuff. I'm like, I remember, you know, uh, VCR, uh, Betamax, you know, then you D- DVDs. Now you got streaming. What's what's next? To think that there's not a next is is kind of foolish because we keep moving forward always. You know, absolutely. And and when you don't, um, I think that that's when you fall behind. And yeah. and I think that that's where you know, you, you asked me earlier, like, oh, so have you tried these social audio? And I mean, like, there's even more that I didn't say like the yeah. bracket. I mean, there's, there's a lot of them out there. And I, I try to, to try all of them because the second that you think that you, you know, it all, or that you are the expert in something is, is when you are going to fall behind. So I think that you always need to try to continue learning and, and seeing what else is out there because you know, maybe you're right. Maybe Instagram wasn't the spot for you, but maybe LinkedIn yeah. is, or maybe right. Clubhouse is. So you'll find your spot. And um, when you do go all in and, in on it and always continue trying to try new things. 
That's great advice. And I think a, a wonderful place to stop this particular episode on this uh, topic. Katie, I always appreciate you stopping by and, and uh, I know you've done the latest and greatest. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to get good information. If you remember anything, engagement, folks, engagement, you got to be human and talk to people. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Sorry. That's, you got to talk to people if you, you want to keep growing. Most definitely. Katie, thank you so much for being on broadcasting from your co-working space. And I look forward to the next time. Thanks again for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the rate and review section. Thanks, everyone.